Thank you for listening to the Paranormal Mind Podcast, episode number four. We want to plug BJ's Billiards in Macon, Georgia. We plug them every podcast because they have been so uh, gracious in allowing us to use their space, which is a bar. If you couldn't tell from the background noise, we're very thankful that they're allowing us to do it. So thank you, BJ Billiards. And if you're in Macon, check them out and support them. You won't be disappointed. It's a really cool spot. For those of you who do not know, we try to record, you know, back to back. That way we'll have a little, what? Buffer. Which, yeah, a little buffer. A little buffer. That way we don't have to do this all the time because Shane is so busy. No, no. Yeah. Shane Shane lives an hour and a half away <laughs> after, so it's kind of hard. to make sure that everything we do falls in line with Shane. That's absolutely yeah. correct. And Josh is trying to find the right button. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. He was trying to find a button. So thank you for listening. We got a really cool podcast for you today talking about a fascinating event known as the Marbury Jourdain incident, which took place in 1901 in France. Why do they always have to have the most insane names? I think Marbury is decent. Jourdain, Jourdain would be, uh, I'm probably butchering it. You know, I'm just glad it didn't take place in West Virginia. That's hey, true. Listen, finally, I'm sourcing. If y'all want to source the topics, you can source the topics and was, get it outside of West Virginia and Kentucky. I don't know. Sorry, West Virginia. Denver. Keep John, going. What? Keep going, John Denver. Go ahead. <laughs> shut up. Almost heaven. <laughs> All right. Shut up. All right. So we're going to dive into the lives of Charlotte Ann Moberly and Eleanor Jordan, two women who had a strange encounter at the Palace of Versailles. Now, before we before we hit record, I was like, "What is the correct pronunciation, Ray?" Because I'm I'm not sure. And he was like, "It's not Versailles, like you're pronouncing it, is Versailles." So, thankfully, he corrected me before we hit record. What about the Estes method? Again, that is a frustrating thing. So, like on Twenty Eight Days Haunted, I've got a really pronounced accent. And I'll say SDs and the nasties. I'll say all kinds of stuff like that. And people were tearing us apart for saying SDs instead of Estes method. Hey, viewers out there be ruthless, man. It's well, it's like has a, a tomato, tomato. It's like whatever. You know what? You know what we're talking about. So just, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But <laughs> apparently it is. Famous last word. Apparently it is. All right. So. Back to the story. Marberly was born in 1846 and was the daughter of a headmaster and bishop. She was no slouch herself, becoming the first principal at St. Hugh's College in Oxford in 1886. All right, so Jourdain, on the other hand, was born in 1863 and was the eldest of 10 children. Her dad was a vicar and her sister was an art historian, while her brother was a mathematician. Talk about some overachievers. Big time overachievers. Jordan even wrote textbooks and ran her own school. So before Jordan, Jordan, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Probably not, but probably will be reaching. So before, <laughs> before Jordan and Moberly's assistant, the two ladies decided to get to know each other better with Moberly staying at Jordan's apartment in Paris. So here's what happened. Two English women, Charlotte Marberly and Eleanor Jourdain, were visiting visiting the Palace of Versailles, and they got lost in the gardens. They got lost in the gardens. As they tried... 
Which you look, you you were you had a glazed look on your eyes. I know I'm probably boring you, but I I just want to repeat it for emphasis. Point. They got lost in the garden. Yeah, they got lost in the garden. That's imperative to the story. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, episode five. God, (laughs) lost in the garden. Y'all are incredible. Gee, thank you. Now I've lost my damn spot. They got lost in the garden. That's the last. I know. I'm trying to find where I left off. Where I wrote all of this stuff. All right, so as they tried to find their way back, they claimed to have an experience of a bizarre and otherworldly origin. According to them, they saw people in 18th century clothing going about their daily business in the gardens, even though it was August 10th, 1901. They described the atmosphere as strange with a feeling of intense melancholy and a sense of being out of time. The women were so shaken by the experience that they wrote a book about it called an adventure it's pretty original right so so the book became a sensation and people began speculating about what really happened that day in the gardens of versailles or versailles if you're southern (laughs) (laughs) it has nothing to do with being southern yes it does uncultured oh oh okay well you had to look it up too okay but people don't see that because we can record after that yeah exactly exactly i don't believe you oh god all right, so one theory is that Moberly and Jourdain experienced a time slip mm-hmm. where they somehow slipped through a rift in time and saw a vision of life at Versailles in the 18th century. Others have suggested that they were experiencing a kind of collective hallucination or that they had stumbled upon a paranormal hotspot. They also saw a lady sketching on the grass who Moberly thought was Marie Antoinette. Sounds to me like they were tripping, yeah. and that's just I'm my sitting here thinking like they go and tell somebody this story, and then they're like, "Yeah, bro, it's just time slip." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm sure they didn't describe it that way, but you know, it's weird. Yeah, so it they all the time. It was so, just a time slip. So they eventually made it to the. Oh, I'm butchering this. I apologize in advance. They originally made it to the Petite tr- Trianon. <laughs> oh god you and your sound effects <laughs> uh this segment's brought to you by us not being able to breathe all right somebody else take over time slips oh my face back to the future stuff yeah. no actually i know this story Oh, did oh I knew you would know one of yeah, these. This is this is a pretty popular one when people talk about time slips and like you know glitches in the matrix and all that. So I've heard this story before. Like they were literally just wandering through the garden as you do apparently, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they were just walking, and then suddenly everyone around them was like from two hundred years in the past. Interesting. They just came out of it, but yeah, they said that they were like super. I mean, they had like a different feeling, which you were talking about melancholy. Yeah, they were. They said they could feel like something was wrong, but they couldn't quite figure out. Yeah, and they felt that they literally felt like they were out of time. It was a strange and creepy experience for them, for sure. I could imagine that there would be some kind of feeling relative to that. Well, but get this, okay? So after the mysterious adventure in Versailles, Jordan and Moberly kept their mouths shut about the whole thing until a week later when Moberly wrote a letter to her sister. So apparently she asked Jordan if she thought the Petite Trianon was haunted. And Jordan was like, yeah, dude, it totally is. It, <laughs> exactly it's exactly how she said yeah, it. She, yeah, that's dude. exactly how she said it. Yeah, bro. Uh, yep. Yeah. 
pretty honored. Yeah, bro. Yep. 100. So, <laughs> 100. No <It's> cap. Honored. <laughs> All right. So three months later, the two women met up in Oxford and compared notes, even doing some research on the history of the Trianon. They thought they might have seen events from 1792 when the French monarchy was abolished. So they visited the garden several times after their adventure, but couldn't find the same path they had taken before, which is weird. Uh, They found that various landmarks were missing and the grounds were full of people. To explain this, they thought maybe they had stumbled upon a private party or some other event, but nothing was scheduled that afternoon. Through their research, they thought they recognized a man they saw by the kiosk as the, here we go again, as the Comte de Vaudreuil. Good Lord. Let me see. <laughs> a friend of Marie Antoinette. It's, it's Okay, let's see if you can yeah, pronounce it better. It. Hold on, it's right there. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought, Ray. Exactly what I thought. It's French. (laughs) A friend of Marie Antoinette, whom Marbury claimed to have seen. Convinced that they had a paranormal experience, they decided to publish. Publish. Good God Almighty. (laughs) So so I'm butchering regular words and uh, like French words. I'm just screwing up in general. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's better. Help, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on. And if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. Betterhelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. All right. So back to the story. Convinced that they had a paranormal experience, they decided to publish their story in a book called An Adventure in 1911 under the pseudonyms of Elizabeth Morrison and Francis Lamont. The book created a buzz, but many critics called it out for its its implausibilities and inconsistencies. One review by Eleanor Mildred Sidwick even suggested that the women had misinterpreted normal events. 
But get this, in 1903, an old map of the Trianon Gardens was found that showed a bridge that the woman had claimed to have seen. This was on no other map, which is kind of peculiar, really. Kind of gives validity to, to an extent of what they were saying. Yeah. All right, so both women claimed to have more paranormal experiences before and after their adventures. Marley said that she saw an apparition of the Roman Emperor Constantine in the in 1914 while jordan became convinced during world war one that a german spy was hiding in their college these people are wild man yeah so unfortunately jordan's behavior became increasingly autocratic and after her sudden death in 1924 an academic scandal erupted over her leadership of the college and moberly passed away in 1937. My question is, what is your theory on all of this? Do you think it's a legitimate time slip? Ray, you said that you've heard about this before. For me, I always want to believe in this stuff. So, like, I'm pretty biased as far as, like, wanting it to be real. But it seems like two women who are well-educated, who probably were taking a walk in a garden, were like, man, we could. This is, let's make up a story. Yeah, you know, for a book sale. Yeah, right. that's true. Yeah, let's you know what would be a cool thing to talk about. It's like, oh well, imagine if you know we were around when Marie Antoinette was around, and you know, so I mean, they could have very well concocted a plan to to write this book and then try to make it real. You know, try yeah. to be like, oh, this is something that actually happened. You know, right? But there's a lot of people that have claimed to have had these time slip phenomenons yeah. where they're like they're they're lost in time and they lose track of certain well, yeah, parts of time there's a whole theory about like uh bigfoot like sasquatch how the reason why you can never get a really good picture of him is because he's actually not part of this dimension that he's just phasing in and phasing out from another dimension yeah and that's why no matter how well technology advances the photographs and videos you get are the same because he's not actually here he's just kind of phasing well, through time yeah well it's like with the men in black and or even black-eyed children and stuff there's there's stories of that well yeah, there's tons and tons of stories of time slip people just riding down a road and then seeing things that don't match up with timeline that they're yeah yeah the, and a lot of them i mean are, we experienced that when we went to louisiana and we tried to find that casino we went through it <laughs> hell yeah well i think a lot of that was uh borderline starvation because we were trying to find some food and couldn't yeah but that was that was a weird experience too yeah yeah there's a lot of instances of time slips you'll hear a lot of those from ufo encounters and and they say that the basis for that is something happens they uh these creatures or the these extraterrestrials do something to make it where they forget right when you're when you're abducted they also try to make you feel relaxed and calm so that could be the the rage of <laughs> and just saying yeah but they'll uh you know they'll give you like a sense of euphoria or whatever says so to very well could have caused them to hallucinate i just say that because ray is, really wants to be a i would love nothing more than to be abducted <laughs> I know. It would be a and not come back. Yeah. Don't bring me back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the story. I, whenever I was first researching it, I, I was scratching my head because to me, what it sounds like is like you were talking about earlier is they're just trying to concoct a, a story. They're intelligent enough to where 
they can cover up their tracks mm-hmm. to a degree and to come up with a okay this is how we get our voices heard this is how um we can make an impact but again i mean hell this is 1901 yeah times were different back then uh for women you know yes, and it depends on how well their book sold maybe but i mean it's like these are educated women right it'd be weird to think that they would go out on a limb like that and risk ridicule and risk their reputation. Unfortunately, with a lot of these cases, sometimes you do have to entertain that there's some people that are struggling with mental issues. And in the case of Jordan, Eleanor, she became more erratic later on after all of this stuff. It could have been a result of their experience or it could be that she was just struggling mentally in a lot of different ways and it just manifested in this concocted story of an adventure as they called it i don't know man it's it's rough in this field like in this field of study like you really have to examine that stuff yeah there's a you don't want to discredit people because i mean i know what i've seen in my life i know that i've experienced things that seem on the surface unbelievable you know yeah but i know that they happen yeah. So I don't want to go into stories like these and be like, oh, they're probably just dealing with mental issues and that's what it is. I don't want to go that route right off the bat. But at the same time, as you both know, we have to consider. Yeah, for sure. We have to consider that. It doesn't mean we have to diagnose it and right. and and. and treat it and do all of this yeah, other we'd th- doing, stuff we'd be doing just as much of a disservice if we were like everything that we hear is real every single paranormal incident every single ghost story every single ufo abduction they're all real because we want them to be real we if we do not psychoanalyze and look at each one of these as an individual incident we're doing just as much of a disservice as, as people disprove or try to like, no, nothing's real. Or the people who say everything's real. There has to be a middle ground where sometimes it's real and sometimes it's not. That's yeah. True. Yeah. And, and we're human. We're, we're not going to interpret things the correct way a hundred percent of the time. Right. We are, um, fallible, right? Is that right? Fallible. Yes. Yeah. So we, we, make mistakes there's things that happen where we um will misinterpret a lot of the time and the circumstances we misinterpret all of that so we got to keep that into account could these ladies have had an experience absolutely uh and the reason why i give validity to it is because there's so many other people that have experienced similar things that's with any kind of research if you want to do though you know it's it Things become more possible if there's other situations that are attached to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, last thoughts. Yes, no, you believe it more, you lean more towards it, or no? I want to believe it. Okay, you want to believe. What about you, Josh? I believe in time slips or parallel universes. I do not think that this is a case of one. Yeah, I have to lean on because of Jordan's uh, erratic behavior after the fact. I'm leaning more towards it could have been a story that they tried to concoct later on. So, 
But anyway, y'all let us know what you think by going on our social media and, and leaving comments and leave comments on our Patreon. If you're a patron member, thank you so much for supporting our work and what we do. And if you're listening on the podcast for free, thank you so much. If you're able to and you want to support us, uh, please join our Patreon, uh, The Paranormal Mind. We really appreciate it. We funnel all of this stuff right back into this work and to do some things. And we, we have some other things in the works as far as investigations and filming some different things that we're going to be doing. So if you feel like you want to support, we would really appreciate that. And thank you so much for it. Thank you so much for listening to and watching the Paranormal Mind. This is where we talk about anything and everything paranormal, unusual, unexplained. And until the next one, have a good one, guys. See ya. We're out.